Good morning. You have tuned in to Driving Theology. And uh, I'm Mike, and you will be joining me on my little jaunt this morning to my place of employment on this fine Wednesday a.m. So it is cold, probably the coldest night of the year so far. Uh, about the time I woke up, oh, what was it? It's probably minus minus four degrees outside, which here in Japan, of course, we use centigrade or Celsius. So uh, you know, it's just below freezing, but uh, probably in the high 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 20s mid 20s I suppose just pretty cold uh, for Japan even in the winter Japan doesn't get too cold has a very moderate climate well in the part where we are we're not far from the ocean uh, we're toward uh, the middle of Japan toward the Tokyo area somehow maybe the probably has to do with the currents, uh, the ocean currents, uh, as much as anything. But yeah, we don't get super cold here. Uh, but this year promise, promises to be colder than usual, apparently. So anyway, that's the weather. Uh, well, my week was a lot better this week than it was last week. No huge mishaps. Um, although I still can't help but feel that something is still just off, you know. Um, not sure what causes that or what's caused that feeling, but I don't know, just a feeling. Uh, yeah, so today I believe is the 20th. Here in Japan, still the 19th there, which makes it inauguration day for President-elect Joe Biden. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be uh, some interesting stuff that's going to be going on in America for the next couple of days. And uh, I am behind on... Uh, few things I need to do. Our college classes this week went, went to full online classes and I, I chose to skip this week's classes and well, postpone them so that I could have a little more time to get my, my kit ready for online teaching. Um, but because uh, our prefecture has gone to the highest alert level for COVID we have decided to go 100% online again, which we did uh, back in April for the first time, for the first semester, and then, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, here we are. From next week, I'll have about three weeks of online classes, and I also have next week uh, a uh, long lecture to get ready for. I've got my yearly lecture, which I started last year for the first time. <laughs> Uh, for some English students in Ibaraki University, which is uh, 
the state school, or well, I guess you call it a state school, a prefectural uh, university. And that's going to be online, so it, it changes everything I did last year, so I'll have to do all that online this year. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, my computer uh, is still not back from Apple. Uh, they've had it two weeks now. Uh, and basically just waiting for parts to get it fixed and shipped back to me soon, I hope. Uh, that's another reason why I postponed my classes so I could get my computer back to run uh, the Zoom meeting a little bit better. But anyway, yeah, it's not back yet. So uh, hoping that'll get done very soon so that by next week I can be back up and running. So this weekend is all about, it's going to be all about uh, getting my uh, lecture, the other page of my lecture done. So I think that the uh, the other portions of my lecture will be fine, uh, which will be, uh, I'll do the same. So I have three def, de, I don't know, what do you call that? basically three sections. The first section was very interactive, uh, trying to get <clears throat> the idea of uh, perspective or hermeneutic uh, into the kids' minds. It's something that I wanted them to learn. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's going to have to be completely revamped. Uh, I'm going to have to find a new way to teach about the idea of perspective and hermeneutic for 90 minutes. It's a 90 minute section. The other parts uh, are, uh, should be fairly simple, but I suppose I may uh, do a special something something on, on the uh, 2020 election. Um, I'm sure that there are gonna be some questions about how and why things uh, work the way they do in America with elections and all of the controversy and things like that. So I may bring that in as well. It could be interesting to some college students. Although I find most young people are not very interested in the political process. Um, so yeah, that may fall flat. So I don't know, I gotta figure it out. So I've got until the 30th to figure all that out. Uh, and <clears throat> let's see. Else. Yeah, so that's going to be my week, and this next week, I suppose, getting all that figured out. Um, man, theologically speaking, there's not a lot um, going on these days. Sorry, I'm going to turn this down. Getting those birds chirping. <clears throat> Uh, we did last night on our uh, Zoom gathering, uh, we did uh, talk about a few things, and, and uh, one of them was uh, the difference uh, between uh, being a Christian and being a disciple. And it took me back to, and I think I, t I talked about this a while back, been a couple of years, but it's still a great theme. Uh, 
the fact that we can make a discrepancy between a a Christian and a disciple of Jesus today is is kind of telling that that there are there are two two kinds uh, two brands uh, of Christianity out there uh, and one of them uh, is authentic and one of them is not or let's say one of them is more authentic and one of them is less authentic um, <clears throat> And I think the, that you can go back into the history of Christianity uh, and its spread uh, from the Middle East into Europe, uh, and you can find uh, the reason why this departure happened, where, why, why it at some point became acceptable to be a Christian and and disciples were quite rare, actual disciples of Jesus. Um, I think if you were to look at what Constantine accomplished with the normalization of Christianity uh, and the institutionalization of Christianity, I think you would find that that uh, predicated this uh, this departure of of uh, Christians um, uh, disciples from Christians um, of course we know that the 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 term Christian was was not something that Christians came up with but that's what they were called it was it became like a nickname or a some kind of a moniker that people who were not Christians called Christians because they knew that they always talked about this uh, Christo, right? Christos, Christo. Um, and so they just, you know, well, they're always talking about this Christ, so we'll just call them Christians, right? Christo, Christ, Christoians, <laughs> something like that. I don't know what Christian is in, in the Greek, but but they were called Christians because they were always talking about their Christ. Uh, which, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's, that's just something that they were called because that's something they did, right? That's something that was associated with them. And worst case, uh, the world, uh, when they met them, knew that there was something about this Christos uh, that was compelling at least to Christians. And that's one way that the name got out there. But of course, Constantine in, in the 380s, three, three something, <clears throat> he made Christianity the, the religion of the Roman Empire. He expelled all of the uh, priests and priestesses of the gods and goddesses of Rome and instituted Christian leaders in their place um, and adopted uh, many of the ways that religion was done in the Roman Empire um, and made this this uh, hodgepodge religion of uh, disciples of 
Jesus fitting into the mold of uh, existent Roman religion. And I think this is what, what created Christendom as we know it today. <clears throat> the institutionalized uh, Christians. And, and we've gone pretty far away from calling ourselves disciples. You know, if, if, uh, if somebody asks you, what religion are you? you just, you'll just say Christian, right? Instead of saying, you know, I follow Jesus. And last night we, we talked about what it means to follow Jesus and, and how that seems to differ from, from just being a Christian. Controversial to say the least, I'm sure, but, but there does seem to be a difference. And, and so what it means to be a disciple, another word would be apprentice, uh, goes back to the system of master disciple or teacher disciple master apprentice where you have basically one teacher who is well well grounded and well founded in uh, <clears throat> in a discipline of some kind whether it's you know in that kind of philosophy or religion or you know different schools of religion or whatever uh, and then you have a teacher uh, sorry students right uh, or also called disciples, people that learn the way of the teacher. Okay, people that learn the way of the teacher. And Western, Western religion, uh, Western uh, education, has all kind of gone away from that. Uh, not just education, but also. Um, I guess art, manufacturing, right? There, there are a few pockets where you'll still find kind of a, a teacher-disciple relationship. Uh, one would be uh, music, right? Uh, where, uh, especially like, you know, I, I went through voice training for many years. That's, that's very much like a teacher-disciple uh, relationship because uh, it's so intimate and one-on-one -on -one based. Right? Uh, it's not just putting ideas out there. It's, it's, it's combining ideas with demonstrations and, and hours and hours of practice, supervised one-on-one -on -one practice, right? Until the student uh, is able to mimic to a high level of accuracy the techniques of the teacher, right? It's a, uh, it, it, <clears throat> it's a very specific thing. So in the West, we've kind of gone away from that, right? Uh, and basically, it's it's the 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 value of the individual and individuality. I think that's taken us away from that. But here in the East, there's still a lot of that that remains. Uh, and not long ago, pretty much all of Japan was founded on that principle. Uh, of the, the master and the disciple, no matter what field it was, but it remains here largely in all of the arts. Um, coaches, even, even <clears throat> I would say sports coaches here, have much more of a master kind of mentality 
um, over over the uh, the players in the sport. Uh, there's a lot more strictness, um, a lot less uh, allowance for individual expression. For example, yeah. So I think in sports, it's it's quite obvious that 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 system still exists here. Uh, and I would say <clears throat> that, uh, for example, my wife does flower arranging. It's still very much that way in flower arranging, where a teacher will get together with just one or two students at a time and uh, and teach. Uh, that way and pass on their knowledge uh, slowly but surely to the student over over time uh, and then there there's there's hierarchy that exists in that as well you know levels of of um, proficiency and, and whatnot uh, and that exists still in Japan uh, uh, it's still a very strong influence and part of uh, education here now in the in the schools it's it's less that way right it's not that way as much um, but yeah uh, I think Japanese get discipleship much better than Americans get discipleship and, and certainly the West uh, probably is quite similar so what we did last night was we we just decided to go back and focus on Jesus who we are supposed to be disciples of and we we listed up his his attributes right what are his characteristics what what is Jesus like Jesus is and I left it blank and then we we started filling in the blanks and of course the first thing that came up was kind he's kind okay well that's true Jesus was very kind uh, Jesus is loving Jesus is forgiving uh, Jesus is generous. Jesus is uh, faithful or honest, right? He fulfills his promises. Um, Jesus is uh, I don't have I don't remember the entire list right now, but y you know you could say Jesus is just. Uh, Jesus is um, Long-suffering was the word, or, well, we also said slow to anger. Jesus is patient. Jesus is slow to anger. Uh, and basically, what, what we're coming up with, as I see it now, we, we were coming up with the fruits of the Spirit, uh, which uh, are listed by Paul in various places, but also uh, 1, 1 Corinthians 13, right, which, which I have um, seen for quite a while now as actually just a list of the attributes of God or the attributes of Jesus, right? Love is kind, love is not boastful. Boastful, love does not keep a record of wrongdoing. Uh, love is patient, right? Uh, so, so these fruits of the Spirit, okay, also known as definitions of love, from 1 Corinthians 13 by Paul, also known as the characteristics of Jesus. These, these are the things that should be showing in your life if you are a true disciple of Jesus to a greater and greater extent. Now, we all start 
at our own starting place, right? We all have a <clears throat> a unique place to start uh, on down that journey. Um, so it's not to say that we are all going to be uh, equally this or equally that, or as much as other people, but. To be a disciple of Jesus means to value being and, and mimicking those things in our life and to go down that path, right? The path of goodness, the path of righteousness. Um, if, if we are disciples of Jesus, we have oriented ourselves toward the good and away from evil, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, Orient, orientating process. Uh, how, in what way are we pointing our lives uh, and, and and endeavoring to take steps, every step in a good direction, right? Toward doing what is right. Uh, and I think that that's how you know you're a disciple of Jesus. Not that you are doing the fruits of the Spirit perfectly, but you have oriented your life, uh, orientated your life so that you are endeavoring to walk down that path. You've pointed yourself toward righteousness, toward goodness, uh, and away from evil, and away from dishonesty, right? Um, that, that is the I think that that's how you'll know whether you are on the road to becoming a disciple. And I think the more and more you live into this life of the disciple of Jesus, I think you will see yourself being released from the bonds of institutional religion. Uh, I think you'll see yourself released from the bonds that the world imposes as well. Well, I think institutional religion is the world. Um, that's a whole other story. Um, but I think you will see yourself finding relief from these things. Uh, and, and you will see a change in your life. Now, <clears throat> somebody brought up yesterday, you know, that the fact that well, yeah, but sometimes I, I really try to be good to people and they're just not good back. You know, it seems like what I try to do and the way I try to be to some people, I don't get a return, right? It, it doesn't change them. And this is probably true. And I think anybody that's made an effort to be kind and nice uh, has seen it uh push back in their face. I'm sure that's happened. Um, so, so what's going on there, right? What, why, why is my adherence to the characteristics of Jesus uh, not paying dividends, right? Why am I not getting a return on my investment? Well, there's a couple things that's going on. First of all, uh, Rome was not built in a day. Right, uh, you, you're not going to change the world 
just because you are beginning to change yourself, not at least right away. Um, this is, you know, this is the, the, the trickle of water down the mountain effect. You know, the water may trickle down the mountain today and, and just absorb into the ground and you, you may not see anything. But over time, if that trickle continues, eventually you may see uh, the Grand Canyon, right? The effect will spread and it will be great. And I think you have to believe uh, that, that your commitment to being good and doing good in the world will have a positive net effect. Um, but you also have to realistically, you know, use your brain and, and say, hey, I'm so close to this, I may not see it for a while. It may be difficult to see. Um, and, and still... You know, and still, there's going to be bad things that happen, right? It's not going to change the things that happen, but but we have to believe um, that the life that Jesus calls us to, the life that Jesus calls us to live, is good for us and good for those around us, here and now, not not for just some, you know, uh, escape. Uh, into into the uh, other world, right? Not not for just some escape into heaven, <clears throat> but here and now. Uh, but but the now is relative, right? <clears throat> and and some of us have lived in such a way that there is going to be a period of time between between when we were living. Uh, oriented toward evil, uh, and now that we've changed toward good, the, the, there's still going to be some inertia. There's going to be some leftovers. There's going to be some mess that has to be cleaned up, and people will not believe that you have changed necessarily. Right? It takes time. Uh, it's not something that's going to be immediate. But I do believe do believe that that if you continue to try to be kind and loving and forgiving uh, and patient and long-suffering in the world that things will change for the better it's gonna be hard for you to see it but I think it will change for the better and number one, I think it's going to release you. It's going to take some of your burden away. Uh, because, yeah, I just think it's going to take some of your burden away. Um, now, to be compassionate is to be empathetic with others, to, to, to hurt when they hurt, for example, or sympathetic. Um, so... You know, that's going to be a different kind of burden. <clears throat> and we are called to bear one another's burdens, right? That's a different kind of a burden. Um, so, 
yeah, it's it's not going to be all roses as soon as you've decided to orient yourself toward the good and and start to walk in Jesus' footsteps and, and try to live as he lived on the earth and to, to be who he is, right? To mimic his attributes. But over time, over time, it will happen. It will happen. Yeah, we have to believe it will happen. Uh, otherwise, what are we doing here? Right? What are we doing here? So, yeah, I I would encourage you to to look at you know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, to be a follower of Jesus, uh, and to perhaps list up the attributes that you see in Jesus, especially as found in uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, and also you could look at um, uh, the fruits of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 13. I think both, place, uh, both, both places uh, list the attributes of Jesus. Get to know who Jesus is, right? Get to know him. Get to know... Uh, his characteristics and then just start to you know measure yourself up to them right realize where you need to work and then just start taking baby steps toward that direction the first step is the most important right the first step um, to be kind right for example you know I'm, I'm I've got a pretty set routine on Wednesdays uh, I've been doing this class on Wednesdays for more than 10 years, maybe 12, 13 years by now. Uh, and so I, I know pretty well what I'm going to face today. And I know the things that frustrate me. I know the, the kids who I teach that generally try my patience. Uh, I know who all of they, them are, right? I, I, I know what I'm going to face today pretty much. Right? And so I can look ahead. And if patience is my problem, um, then I can, you know, I can be ready for that. I can, I can start to prepare myself uh, to face that situation uh, in a more loving way, a better way. Uh, you know, my home life, I, I know where, I know the places where my wife and I don't agree or sometimes argue, or the things she doesn't like about me, or the, you know, the, the places where I'm not kind, where I'm not as helpful as I could be. I know where those places are. Um, in fact, I, I wish I would have had this, recorded this podcast this morning before I got up, because there are some things I probably could have done, should have done this morning that, that would have uh, helped her. And I didn't. Um, and I'm now sorry for that. Uh, I wasn't in the right frame of mind this morning. So, yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, there you go. There, that's something that I need to work on. I need to figure out a way that when I open up my eyes in the morning that I am not just thinking about myself and focused on what I have to do. Uh, but trying to figure out how I can be kind and generous 
um, and loving and forgiving and, and helpful, right, and compassionate. How can I do those things um, in the morning? Uh, and that will help your day get off on a better foot, on a, on a foot more oriented toward the good. Uh, so I guess I have to admit this morning that even though I'm sitting here telling you how to orient your life uh, today, because this is the day that are before the podcast, uh, I have to admit that this morning I did not necessarily orient orientate myself in the right direction this morning when I woke up. Uh, this podcast, I think, is helping me reorient myself from this time forward, but this morning's already gone. Uh, so I think I'm going to need to call my wife and apologize uh, before I start work. I think I have enough time. So, yeah, I will uh, talk to you guys later. I think I better take care of that. Uh, I hope this podcast was helpful, helpful for you. It was helpful for me. So we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.